0: everyone this is selena and chitika we quickly wanted to issue a trigger warning for the content in this episode um there are instances uh where we mention uh, rape culture and incest and general themes of sexual content and we did want to give everyone a heads up uh in case you feel it's best for you to skip this episode please feel free to do so um we also wanted to quickly acknowledge that we do not uh, condone any of these behaviors um, at, to any degree and we have done our best to only mention any disturbing content as much as um, as little as possible and as much as we thought was perhaps uh, important to acknowledge in terms of the stories we were sharing uh, because we did not want to water down or romanticize these characters and some of the things that they are known to do So we hope that um, you are still able to enjoy some of our other content. Um, If you feel comfortable continuing, please go ahead and click play and do let us know what you think about this episode.
1: Hi guys, this is Selena.
0: Hi everyone, this is Jithika.
1: And this is the podcast Working Knowledge. Uh, Thank you guys for coming back again or if you're just joining us. This is a podcast where we try to expand our working knowledge of everyday things um so last week we wrapped up our first uh I guess you could call it a series or a season I don't know um it it was about new grads now what um and now we're gonna do sort of an in-between um in between our like more serious topics so Jerika can you explain what our next series is about
0: um I would love to Selena thanks for asking so this um, series season what we should have decided what we're gonna call it. Well, but
1: technically we call it series, but I think we do call it a series. We I think Anchor and like uh, iTunes and whatever they call it a season. So whatever oh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. Season two is called
0: Storytime, which we know is very uh, vague, and that's kind of the point. But um, we thought that there are so many like fun stories from you know different parts of the world that we don't really. Um, here in everyday life, everyone knows the like main ones. <clears throat> Ooh, everyone knows the kind of big ones that become Disney movies, but there are lots of fun like <laughs> some like myths and some true tales, some you know history, some folklore um, that we kind of want to know for ourselves and also share with everyone. So we're just gonna spend the next few episodes, we think, um, telling each other like fun stories. Um, not always fun, good stories though, from different parts of the world. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, we're, we're going to try to keep it like, we're going to try to be regional about it. So we're going to go from, you know, place to place and see what we can learn from different, like different local stories, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, so do you want me to talk about this week? Oh yeah.
1: Go for it. Go for
0: it. Okay. So today for episode one, we're going to do something kind of classic. Uh, So we're telling each other stories that we found in Greek mythology um, that are like smaller stories that we think are funny or some of them are kind of sad because, you know, it wouldn't really be an episode on Greek mythology if there wasn't some tragedy involved. Mm -hmm, Exactly. Um, So yeah, we have a couple of cool short stories lined up for you guys today. And, um, we can just, we can just get right to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This series or this season, uh, whatever you want to call it of storytelling, it's kind of like an in-between our more serious topics. So while we're preparing for those and like finding, uh, research and stuff like that, we're just going to inter, uh, interplay, interject some like fun stuff. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We thought it would be a good change of pace for us, Mm -hmm. but also for our dedicated listening audience (laughs) of
1: 10 (laughs) (laughs) no no no. we have a uh, an audience of like more than that now oh nice yeah but not a lot (laughs) you know what
0: we value each listener because yeah you're here and you're listening to us talking and sometimes like honestly sometimes my motivation to like test the drafts is like i expect listeners to listen to this i have to listen to it start to finish so Mm i i'm very thankful for people who are willing to listen to us talk
1: yes very thankful thanks mom (laughs) (laughs) all right um i'll start with uh, i have like a couple of really short like not one-liners but like short uh funny interesting ones and then i think uh, chitika has like a a little bit more in-depth one which i think is also really amusing so i'll go first um if you hear clicking, that's just my mouse, because we did a uh, quote-unquote research for this.
0: We did so much research.
1: Yeah, so much research. Um, this is from a website that we found. Um, call- the article's called The Weirdest Most Disturbing Stories from Greek Mythology. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, but, like, it's actually a-, a real story. So, the first one uh, that I thought was really interesting is that... The um, The suspense. It's- the suspense.
0: Unbearable.
1: Okay. Hera, who is the sister and wife of Zeus, keeps restoring her own virginity for fun. <laughs> uh, when I first told Chitika this story, I thought she thought it was the funniest thing in the world. I still um, think it's so funny. It's I mean like it's funny and like probably uh, you know, not ethically good. But it's it's fine. No, it's yeah. fine. it's yeah, so it is
0: definitely weird.
1: Keep it's going. weird. Um, so, Hera, um, every year, annually, she would go to this spring at, um, what's it called? The Kanothos. a spring of Kanothos at Noplia. Um, where she would enjoy a lovely, relaxing bath. But the bath would also magically restore her virginity. <laughs> I don't know what that even means. I don't, I mean, that mean, just means she's always a virgin, basically, every year. And, like... I don't know why. I can't really figure out the reason why. She wants to always stay a maiden. I guess that's, like, something that's been passed down throughout cultures, that maiden, Ooh. maidenism is, like, a thing. Um, but, yeah, wow. she would go to this uh, this bath, and I found a picture of it, or what someone said it was, um, and it's, like, this tiny, like, five-foot-wide pool. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, like, I didn't really know what a fountain is, Um
0: I think a fountain is let me i mean I think like Trevi fountain, yeah, yeah, I so. think of
1: like a a fountain like that's like a a circle in the middle of like a plaza, obviously, that's just like yeah. stereotypical, but this um this fountain quote unquote is like this tiny five foot diameter fountain in like an archway. um it's
0: pretty. I'm gonna look at the
1: picture you sent me, yeah.
0: That is so small. <laughs> Wait, there's like steps. I just noticed this. There's steps going down to this like tub. Mm-hmm. But why didn't they just fill that like stepped area with water? That would I have been know. a fountain.
1: I guess the, the tub is sacred. <laughs> so they have to keep the water contained in a small space. Um, Obviously, we're like not making fun of it, but a little no. bit of fun of it. Um, I, mean, I don't know who would come
0: to... Yeah, come at us for this is so funny.
1: Yeah, but uh, something I read also on Wikipedia, whether this is correct or not, um, now there's like a whole thing about bathing statues every year, um, really? to restore their like virginity, quote unquote. Um, ritually washing things is like a a thing now. So,
0: oh, maybe that's where it comes from, at
1: least in part. Maybe I don't know. Wow, yeah. ritual bathing.
0: But, um, Hera was, like, quite the character.
1: She was, she is a, um, she is kind of crazy, um, kind of, uh, this one website says cuckoo for love. (laughs) (laughs) But she was, like, she was, her, she basically made it her life goal to, like, pursue and punish and persecute her husband's mistresses, um, like, a lot, like, all of them. And there's so many yeah. stories about that, obviously. Oh yeah, um, I mean
0: that's a big plot point, I think, in a lot of Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also, I mean, a lot of times I doubt if Zeus came up to you and was like, "Hey," you would have an option to reject. Like no, definitely not. I think Zeus. most of
1: these were like. Uh, her husband's infidelities, Zeus's infidelities, yeah. not necessarily the other way around. Yeah. Okay. What's um what's the other one you have? The other one or do you want to go first? Or should I go? Okay. Yeah, you go. Um, should I tell the like sadder
0: one or the less sad one? Tell I'll us the, the less sad, sad one. one. Or okay, oh, okay. sure. Because I don't want to end on the sad but I don't know, it's like kinda romantic. So
1: <laughs> I'll do it. the sad
0: one so that um we can end on like a funnier note. funnier quote unquote sort of funny I don't even okay this story is um oh so what I love about and I've also lost all my links what I love about some like stories in mythology is that they have like a starting point in present day Mm -hmm. um so both my stories today are actually like about the origins of certain flowers Mm -hmm. and they have this like whole whole thing behind how they came together um so this one is about the hyacinth flower. There's also debate about like whether that's the flower or not, but there is a flower involved. Um, so um, the story is about the god Apollo that everyone sort of knows a lot about. Apollo is like basically excellent at everything. Um, <laughs> yes. He's one of the twelve Olympians, son of Zeus, um, god of healing, medicine, archery, music, poetry, and the sun, and the sun. So literally everything. Um, also a god of prophecy. So uh, just everything. Um, and so he at one point um, has a lover in the young, strapping. Oh man. Oh, this is a hard name to say. I should have. I did practice this, believe it or not. (laughs) Uh, Hyacinthus. Yeah, that's where the flower Hyacinth comes from. Spoiler alert. Um, But this young man, Hyacinthus, was like famously attractive, and there were plenty of gods and mortals who were in love with him. Um, And so some of the gods were like the West Wind and the North Wind, and then there was this one like pretty famous human being too but he's not like super important in this part of the story as far as i know um so there are different versions of the story but this is a slightly more like dramatic one so this is the one i'm gonna tell mm-hmm. uh, basically what happens one day is a so Hy- hyacinthus chooses apollo over all his other like suitors and they sort of like go around sparta um And Apollo, like, teaches him all these things. And, you know, Hyacinthus is uh, big on sports because that's, like, what good Spartans do. So, (laughs) one day, uh, Apollo is teaching, or, like, I think they have, like, a friendly match of, like, discus throwing. Um, And so, Apollo throws the discus, obviously, like, super hard because he's a god, and he sends it flying up to scatter the clouds, is how it's written. And then Hyacinthus runs after it, thinking to catch it to, like, impress Apollo. In, but instead, the discus, the disc, like, hits him in the head. Mm. Um, and so there are some versions where it just kind of, like, happens tragically. But the more dramatic version, which is more popular, is that uh, Hyacinthus' death is a murderous crime of passion.
1: <laughs> and so...
0: The west wind, Zephyrus, kind of pulls a, if I can't have you, no one can, and then, like, deliberately blows the disc into higher synthesis. Yeah, I was going to
1: ask how, like, the disc, like, was already, like, in the clouds and then came back to hit. Okay.
0: I mean, it, like, you know, like, it would come come back presumably to earth but like it is wild that it would hit him in the head so yeah, i find yeah, yeah. this more believable
1: mm-hmm. that it's
0: like zephyrus who's behind it some salty
1: wind goddess
0: yeah yeah god god so wind god. Yeah. yeah
1: um
0: so then of course he like gets hit in the head and then this is the sad part there like this is also the part of the story where there's a lot of like imagery and art is like mm-hmm. apollo and like Apollo holding, like, Hyacinthus as he, like, dies in his arms. It's, like, very sad. sad. Um, There's a lot of really, like, beautiful, like, paintings and stuff. I'm sure. uh, And statues. But Apollo, being the god of healing, tries to, like, uh, heal Hyacinthus, and it doesn't work. And that's sort of, like, a big theme in Greek mythology is the, like, fates. Mm -hmm. Um, So once something has been decided then it's not going to like to change. Can't, you yeah. Go, yeah, you can't kind sort of like undo your destiny. I think I mean that's where like Achilles also comes from, right? Like the mm-hmm. ankle and no matter what anybody did, um, Achilles was gonna like
1: Yeah. Well fate is just like a common theme in like uh all kinds of mythology. Right. Like, whether it's right, Greek right, right. Or, or Roman or even like the King Arthur mythology, like it's all about like fate, blah 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 things yeah. that are, yeah.
0: Honestly even Harry Potter. Yeah, a little bit. But um yeah. Like the whole prophecy, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh. Anyway, that's for another episode. <laughs> um. So, so the flower part is like, you know, tragically, Hyacinthus dies in Apollo's arms. Apollo, the god of healing, cannot do anything to change it. And I just so, realized as I was reading this, Apollo clinics are like this really. I don't know. I don't know if they're a thing here, but like they're like a thing in other parts of the world. They're like a chain. Mm. And I didn't realize that. Like I, I never that. made the connection. That like Apollo hospitals are named after Apollo, the oh. god of healing. That makes complete sense, right? And I'm just that like, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's everywhere. It is everywhere. Um, yeah, so it's really sad. And so what um, Apollo does to like honor his now dead lover is he like creates a flower out of the like blood, of, uh-huh. like you know, of hyacinthus. So the the soil that was like stained quote, mm-hmm. unquote, by his blood becomes what is today known as the hyacinth flower but there's also a lot of debate about like whether it's actually the hyacinth flower many people think it's not that's like a common misconception and it's actually the iris flower Mm. or the larkspur because there's also part of the story where paula writes like ai ai like the Mm -hmm. sound of grief like i i guess um like sound of pain like onto the flower's petals Hmm. Um, which obviously you don't see the letters like AI on any letter like flowers, but you know, the it's Imagine. taken as like markings, yeah. So, like, yeah, the iris flower is like purple, which is supposed to be the color of you know the hyacinth flower, yeah, or yeah. But, um, it has like yellow markings on it, some often. Hmm. So, people think like that's the AI. Some people are convinced they see the letters in there. It's like, oh, it's uh, there's a whole um wow. group of like, yeah,
1: scholars trying to figure all of this out. So, I think that's it's pretty so interesting. Fun. Um, i oh, want yeah, to be the person that like sad. invented the story from seeing like a <laughs> flower and like uh somehow deriving ai from from the flowers markings whether whatever flower that is but yeah yep so creative
0: it's, um it is right that's what I always think i'm like it's so like the other story I have for today there are so many like characters or like things that you can see how they exist today in terms mm-hmm. of like You know, words and like concepts, Mm -hmm. then it's always like, did someone take that existing um, like terminology or like flower or whatever and then go backwards and like have really appropriate names for the characters? Or is it really like the stories? Well, because, you know, greek mythology is really old and like the language is really old yeah. so it obviously makes more sense that the like english terms evolved from there mm-hmm. but it, it's all it's sometimes it's like so fitting it's kind of like how is this possible like right yeah it like all works you know. together yeah it's very cool i think it's so exciting that's why mm-hmm. you know i think it's uh, yeah that's why i hope that this episode is interesting to people because it's always kind of like you make these connections mm-hmm. to like your mm-hmm. life But anyway, that's my really... uh, That's the Greek tragedy for today, so...
1: Kind of cool how there are so many, like, stories for flowers. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like people are just trying to make sense of the world, you
0: know? (laughs) That's true, right? (laughs) Like, you come up with a really convincing backstory. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah. There's a... Like, this hyacinthus story is, like, big. I remember I was telling you about the minotaur, which we're not talking about today. Mm Mm-hmm. But, um... Like labyrinth comes from that Minotaur story too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this um, this where I'm reading the story off of like apparently the n t h suffix, like the letters n t and h, um, usually mean that like the name is really old and some sort of remnant of a pre Greek language Ooh. from before the development of ancient Greek culture as we know it. So it's like ancient, ancient, ancient like name. Mm-hmm. is um so like labyrinth is also like probably directly out of the minotaur story mm-hmm. um and it's so funny because you use the word all the time and you don't know potentially that it's like thousands of words. like the ago. etymology of it yeah yeah
1: yeah That's i cool. think it's
0: really interesting so wow.
1: well speaking of etymology yeah. and like origins of words my next short mm-hmm. story is uh i never knew this until Chitika mentioned it to me but um I guess the one liner of this is Athena punishes arachne for being really good at weaving and then turns arachne into a spider, which is where you da. get the arachne part of the, uh, the spider, uh, whatever the official term That's is. Scientific. Yeah. The scientific. What is the scientific term for a spider?
0: Well, I know, I know yeah. like fear of spiders
1: is arachnophobia. So yeah. like, it's arachno? I don't know. Something like that. Um, But yeah, so the story is like, obviously a little more complicated than that. Um, But Arachne was a, um, was she
0: a nymph? Or she's just a person? I think she's just a person, but she's like a really good...
1: Yeah, she was a really amazing like, weaver. um, And like, it was like, a sight to behold. Like, imagine amazing weaving. Um, And the everyone was like oh my god you're so good at everything so good at weaving and then she got like really big-headed essentially her her ego like went way up um and she started bragging about her skills saying that she's superior even uh to athena who was like i don't think she's the goddess of weaving but she's like amazing at weaving as well she's like godlike in her weaving skills um so athena she's being or she being a big uh big goddess, um, basically was really upset and decided to, uh, challenge, um, Arachne to, like, a, a comp- not a competition, but, like, um, just challenge her to see who can do better, who the better artist was, and, um, Arachne, uh, did not hold back and she, like, stood her ground, so they did this competition, um, and, I think the, the interesting part of this story is like the content in which like that they like that they weaved. So Athena created a tapestry with scenes from the history of the Olympic uh, gods, Olympus, Olympic gods, Olympians, yeah. Olympians, blah, blah, blah. Um, she portrayed a Zeus at the center of the pantheon and then like all of this like victorious, beautiful, um, I guess, like idealistic kind of mm. artistic stuff. Um, and Arachne, she deliberately chose scenes that depicted the infidelities of the gods. So she oh portrayed gosh. Zeus um, and all of his, like, indiscretions and, like, how <laughs> he had done all these, like, wild things, like, turn into different animals to rape different gods. Um, yeah. Eh, yeah. Um, I think this website cites, like, turned into a swamp, or not swamp, a swan, a swan. to rape the Spartan queen Leda a bull to entice Europa, an eagle to abduct Agena, um, and then a bunch of other things to seduce so-and-so god or goddesses. Um, and it was, like, uh, a lot of scenes of all the dismeanors of the, the gods, including, like, Poseidon or Apollo, even. Um, so, yeah, she, like, basically disrespected the gods, um, and Athena was pissed. Um, she destroyed Arachne's tapestry, and because like Arachne had dared to like question the the legitimacy or like the the quality of the gods, um, Athena turned into turned her into a spider, um, procra- proclaiming that Arachne and all her descendants would henceforth hang for oh my god I can't speak hang forever from threads and be skillful weavers. So that's how spiders <laughs> came, yeah. And spiders are skillful weavers. So, this is true. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so also, the ta- taxonomical class name for spiders is Arachnia- Arachnida. 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 Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say
0: that. I should like looked it up. So
1: now um, it's like um, immortalized in science, um, if you want to think about it that way. <laughs>
0: I doubt any, any biologist would be like, yeah, that's how spiders Yeah, about. yeah, totally.
1: But isn't that cool? I feel like that's like. I don't know, that one I feel like was just like a, that would be something that like a kid would run around in a forest and see a spider and be like, oh, I wonder how that spider came to be. And then, (laughs) you know, thought of a Someone came up with a story. Yeah, who would have been the greatest weaver and be like, I wonder, blah, 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 you know. I know. I wonder how like all of those stories
0: like come to, obviously it's like, like you were saying, it's sort of um, people trying to make sense of the world. Mm Mm-hmm. Gosh, I just Zeus is like my least favorite person. Zeus is such a di- Zeus is the worst. Yeah. Are we
1: filtering this for audiences no. or no? <laughs> okay. I mean, I said Athena's a bit, but she, yeah.
0: Yeah, we can just we can just bleep.
1: Yeah. Be like
0: Zeus is a bleep. Nobody will need to know what was behind it. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, but that's actually, it's um. That's sort of the tough part, I think, of some of these stories is because a lot of them have, like, less, uh, they have, like, really disturbing themes on some level. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of times, like, especially when you see the Disney versions, you know, everything is, Mm -hmm. like, so pretty and clean and happy. And then when you read the books, there's a lot of, like, I mean, the gods are actually supposed to be uh, pretty, pretty, like, cruel.
1: Yeah, pretty ruthless. Um,
0: yeah. And it's very, like, on some level fascinating and some, on other level, like, terrifying mm-hmm. to, like, dig into some of these stories. Because um, this conception of, like, a benevolent, like, force, you know, is so, I think that's what people usually expect. Again, especially if you watch, like, I don't know, the Hercules, like, Disney movie. Yeah. Zeus is, like, hilarious and, like, so nice and everything. Mm-hmm. And and it's kind of like, well, half these problems wouldn't be a thing if Zeus could just kind of, like, behave. <laughs> um, but it's also, like, an accepted theme. I think that's the terrifying thing. Yeah, and that's probably one of the, like, um, uh, less, like, fun and, like, more really concerning and, like, not acceptable remnants of these stories because you can imagine if like this is the storytelling that's happening in a certain time like it probably perpetuates you know certain roles Mm -hmm, or it mm -hmm. perpetuates certain behaviors as acceptable so on and so forth I wonder like I wonder if that's probably harder to make connections um about but it's like I, yeah, I, I, but I I feel see like that. that has to be there. Yeah, because, yeah, like, the cause kinds of stories you tell people, you know, people will emulate them.
1: Yeah, so. and I think, like, some of the values also, like, are, are emulated from these, like, mythology stories. Like, I think, I don't remember if this is true or not, but I think a lot of early Christian beliefs were taken from Greek mythology, too. Oh, really? Um, yeah, so, not a lot, but, like, I think some, I'm sure, transferred. So, I think, like, the whole virgin story with Hera um, and wanting to be, like, a maiden all the time like Mm. that definitely transfer down um i think like the main idea about this arachne story is like the the offense towards the gods which is like super serious and like sinful or whatever so i guess that kind of transfers into a different religion
0: yeah interesting stuff Yeah. yeah yeah well if you think about it there's like greek and roman mythology. Excuse me. Greek and Roman mythology are basically like parallel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So there's like you know Zeus in Greek mythology is um, Jupiter in mm-hmm. Roman mythology, so on and so forth. So there's like there's a parallel for every every god, and that's I mean that's true in architecture too, right? Like we always <laughs> think of like the Greeks and the Romans were the OG, and yeah. Um, so yeah. I mean that's like if we start talking about like the whole like cradle of culture thing. Mm-hmm. A lot of, like, stories come from that part of the world. Um, so it makes a lot of sense, like, because Rome is um, the center of, like, the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. So that's that has to be... I feel like if we Google this, like, the internet would explode. In yeah, of, yeah, like, there's so many results. holes you could go down. So, yeah, there's definitely... i I would venture i'm no historian especially like in that respect but none of us um, are historians you're the closest to a
1: historian because you have a writing Ah. minor (laughs) and and a history minor
0: yeah Yeah, but it's like architectural history so i can can make i think the thing is you learn how to make um plausible hypotheses yeah yeah that's that's probably what i got out of it i always would tell like uh my professor in class i was always like what if this is like a thing and she was like i have no way to know but i think you're on to something and that Mm -hmm, was like mm -hmm. the best that was the best day it was always like oh i have a good hunch (laughs) Uh, but yeah yeah i i think you're very much i think you're on to something
1: oh thank you thank you thank you it's like a gold star from the teacher oh you're welcome (laughs) um all right Real quick, do you want to talk about your last story? I guess that kind of also relates to, like, um, etymology, too, yeah. Yes,
0: yeah. This is one of my, this is a slightly um, less, this is an easier to digest story, so, I, yeah, it's good to end on this one, I think. Um, so this is a story about, everybody's heard the term, like, narcissist, narcissism, and uh, few people know that there is actually a <laughs> Greek myth behind the word. There is a man behind the word. Um, and, you know, predictably a very self-absorbed um, mm-hmm. person. So I'm just going to do everyone a favor and, like, actually read this off of, um, what is this website called? Oh, this is Britannica. So this is sort of reliable. Um, <laughs> yeah, our sources are
1: not necessarily reliable.
0: <laughs> I mean, like, these are stories. And yeah. and I'm sure people, this is the kind of stuff, actually, like, you can definitely go on to Reddit and, like, learn a lot.
1: So mm, True, true.
0: Um, Narcissus was the son of a river god and a nymph. Nymphs are like characters in um, Greek mythology who are like these like beautiful, floaty like forest creatures. Floaty, um, I love the term floaty. I just imagine them, yeah, like as very like ethereal and mm-hmm. like yeah. But I yeah. just no, you, only Selena is like witnessing the little like dance, the I'm little, doing to, little floaty yeah, dance, the sway, yeah. But um. So, of course, and they're supposed to be very beautiful. So typically, like, offspring of nymphs, like, with other gods or whatever, are also really attractive, and they're kind of, like, known and, known for that. So Narcissus was the son of a river god and a nymph, and they have names, and I don't want to say them because I'm going to sound really stupid. <laughs> um, and so there was this, like, prophecy when he was a kid um, that said that he would lead a long life uh, only as long as he did not know himself, which is like vague, but mm-hmm. some people interpret it as like, oh, as long as he didn't know what he looked like, like how attractive he was, or as long as he didn't like do too much introspection, there's various interpretations. Foreshadowing. But, <laughs> right. Basically, and the whole fates thing, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. there's sort of like of an inevitable um, uh, destiny at the end of all of this. So the bottom line is that he had to be humble, essentially
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, of course conveniently he grew up to be amongst the most beautiful of all mortals and he was even compared to hyacinthus at one point so mm. everything is connected yeah um so one big thing is like Narcissus used to go deer hunting so that's kind of like a background activity always in these stories um and related to the story of Narcissus is the story of echo which I'm just gonna tell the two stories together because they flow better that way. Yeah. Um, so Echo is, uh, I think she is also a forest nymph. This doesn't say. Where are my notes? Anyway, but she has faced the wrath of Hera, our Classic. favorite vengeful um, partner of Zeus. Which I don't blame her honestly. But um, Zeus, like Echo, was like kind of like covering up for Zeus. And, of course, he had instructed her to do so, so she kind of was, like, caught up in it all. But, um, long story short, Hera curses Echo, and she was, like, known to be sort of this, like, eloquent and very chatty nymph. Mm -hmm. Like, she was always, like, talking to people, and that's kind of how she would distract Hera. So, like, when Zeus was off being a terrible husband, Mm -hmm. um, Echo would, like, talk to Hera and, like, get her distracted in long conversations. So, finally, Hera, like, put two and two together. She was like, this is enough, and she curses Echo and says, uh, you have no voice of your own and you can only ever repeat like the last words someone says to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where the modern day like, use of the term Echo comes from. Um, Which is really cool. I think that's so cool. Mm-hmm. But um, Echo one day sees Narcissus deer hunting in the forest and she immediately falls in love with him. Because he's um, the most and, beautiful person in the world. Yep, beautiful enough to be like Hyacinthus level beautiful. And um, Adonis, who I think is like—that's the normal point of comparison for like a mm, really attractive mm-hmm, mm-hmm. person. Yeah. Um, so Echo, because she doesn't have a voice, she can't like she she's not able to call out to Narcissus, um, and so he hears her, but and he goes like, "Who's there?" And she's like, "Who's there?" And then there's um. Uh, Yeah, there's like a kind of funny exchange between them where she's just sort of like repeating what he says. Um, And so eventually she... Oh yeah, he says, um, come here. And then she says, come here again. And then she. Narcissus is like, well, if nobody is coming out of here, they're probably running away from me. And he like wants to know who's out there. So he says, this way we must come together. And then Echo takes this as like a sort of like invitation of love. Mm -hmm. And then she comes out, like, ecstatic, saying, we must come together. And Narcissus is just kind of like, excuse me. And so he is appalled. He spurns her. And this is according to Wikipedia. But he says, hands off, may I die before you enjoy my body? So he just, like, he calls her to
1: come out and then, like,
0: yells at her? Well, I guess he doesn't. He just wants to know who's there. So he's, like, calling the person to come out. But, like... Not to, like, run up to him and, and hug him. Ah, oh, okay, yeah. Um, so she, she's taking it as, like, an invitation from her lover. And he's just kind of like, can you step out of the shadows so I can see you?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so slightly
0: okay. different. They're not on the same page. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so she obviously is, like, rejected by him. And then she is uh, really sad. So she kind of, like, goes away into the forest. But she is still, like, she, you know, she kind of, like, keeps an eye out for him because she's in love. And then at this time, uh, apparently, this there's like a goddess or like nymph of revenge, whose <laughs> of name is. is Nemesis. Ah, I know. I've been holding cool. that in for like the longest time. I'm like, that's I'm not cool. going to say this. I know, I know. It's the coolest thing. So, I feel Nemesis like the world hears, is coming together. I, it's it's. I swear it. I know these are like weird stories, but there are parts <sighs> that are just kind of like fantastic to me. Mm-hmm. Um. So Nemesis goes like, "Oh, okay," and then she like uh, leads Narcissus to a pond um, where he f- sees his own reflection for the first time. Mm-hmm. And da da da, the prophecy has now been fulfilled because he quote unquote knows himself, and so he like falls in love with the beautiful youth. That is being reflected back to him in the <laughs> waters, and of course it's him. Yeah. And so he's just kind of like he despairs. He's absolutely like he can't do anything. He can't eat or sleep or whatever, and he's he only just only in
1: love with himself.
0: Yeah, he's like That's firmly so like rooted to the the pond side, mm-hmm. um, and he just kind of like pines away after his own reflection, um, and he wastes away. And he dies, like, right there on the spot. And Echo is kind of, like, because of her curse, is sort of, like, forced to watch him fall in love with himself and then waste away. And, of course, like, she's been rejected, but she's also, like, in love. So after he says, I think his last words are, like, he says farewell to his own reflection. (laughs) Um, And so she echoes, like, farewell at the end of that. And then after he dies, she also, like, wastes away. So... Um, her beauty fades, her skin like breaks out. It's terrible. Um, but then uh, the only thing that's left of her is her voice, mm. which is, which is an echo. echo comes from. Yeah. And then the spot where Narcissus narcissist dies, um, a flower emerges, mm. which is a very common theme, at least in yeah. the two stories I chose. But, um, that is, that flower is called narcissus. Wow. And so,
1: and now um, we have Narcissist. The word now we
0: have narcissists and yeah we have the word and <laughs> the people, so it's actually a pretty intense. I think sometimes people use the word a little like fleetingly. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But but like there a is, narcissist like is, is serious stuff around that word.
0: Yeah, and I think it's like um, you have to be really, really you know, just being self-absorbed doesn't make you um, a narcissist. Or maybe mm-hmm. it does in, like, the modern-day sense of the word. But mm-hmm. ever since I learned that story, I feel like calling somebody a narcissist is, like, I, I would only call a few <laughs> select people narcissists. Yeah. I yeah. think people can be self-absorbed. But like, I guess if you call someone
1: a narcissist, all I can think about now is, like, I wonder if they look at themselves in the mirror and just, like, love themselves. And despair, yeah.
0: And just be like, oh, like, how come no one like you exists? There is, like, a sadder version of why he was um, staring into the uh, waters, which is that...
1: No, oh, I thought the revenge I- person just, like, made him do it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's one, one version which, again, I like better. Mm-hmm. Again, the I don't know, the vengeful thing is... I guess that's a theme that speaks to both mm. of us. But <laughs> there's a version where he has a twin sister who dies... And oh. so she was his like spitting image and he like gazes into the spring to like recall her features. So oh. that's why he's like sad and wasting away by the that's not edge fun. of the water. I know. I but know. Then, like, I wouldn't don't
1: he just fall in love with his sister. Which is a theme in Greek mythology. That is But true. I yeah,
0: I think it's supposed to be more like uh mourning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause he's like sitting there to remember what she looked like, so he looks at her himself, you know. So I don't. I don't. Yeah, I think that's less like self-absorption, but Mm -hmm. I don't know which one is more accepted. I know the, the nemesis one is more popular.
1: It's more fun, for sure.
0: Yeah. But there's a really funny painting of um, Echo and Narcissus, and it's him. Like I'll send you this. He's like sprawled, next to the um lake. And just like staring at her reflection, he doesn't even know she's like there. And um, she's just like sitting on the corner, like, sadly, longingly looking at him. So, yeah, Greek mythology is weird. Uh, I'm going to send this to you now.
1: Oh, hold on, I'm looking at it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Wow. I know. Wow. Well, he is, he does look like he's in despair. I was gonna say he doesn't look like he would be good looking, even though you oh. can't really see his face. Oh, uh, yeah, he looks like he has like that nose, like that nice, you know, ideal nose. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> so sad. I know. Oh, you can
0: see his reflection, like mm-hmm. you can see his face, like painted in there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Hm. Anyway that's uh, all i have in terms of stories i love it i hope this wasn't i hope this was more enjoyable than disturbing so i enjoyed Maybe it we'll see oh yeah anything, i think we had fun that is true that's true i think it's always um there's a lot of these stories i mean we can go into a whole thing about like oh yeah like everything is so eurocentric and these are the stories that we all know and like are everywhere Mm -hmm. but what about you know but we will um maybe we'll maybe we'll do something to help that in the rest of these episodes by picking stories from places that people don't hear as much about
1: yeah we'll do some like other regional stories that are more asian-centric or um whatever yeah less europe less eurocentric yeah yeah Either way, yeah. I mean, I think I think the Eurocentric ones are interesting because a lot of them help uh, contribute to the creation of the English language, especially like this Greek mythology one. That's I think it's interesting. So,
0: yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Cool but stuff. That's Greece. That's Greece. <laughs> that's <today>.
1: Greece. <laughs> and that's your history lesson.
0: I know. Exciting. This could be a fun. I hope this is a fun series.
1: Yeah. If anything, it's fun for us. So that's all that matters.
0: <laughs> all right.
1: Yeah, well thank you guys for listening um, once again rate us five stars um, or rate us in whatever capacity you can um, I know some people like only listen on Anchor or like only listen on Spotify I think on Spotify you can subscribe um, so make sure you subscribe and on iTunes too I think but make sure you subscribe for future videos um, we're probably going to do another like one or two of these story time ones before we delve into a more serious topic yeah um, So yeah, exciting.
0: Yay. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us. And um, as always, this is Working Knowledge. See you next week. See you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.